Today is the 31st day of July. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. Here we are, friends. The end of the seventh month of the year together. And as hard as it is to believe, sometimes we're in the back half of the year. Uh, five months from now, we'll be finishing the Bible. Which gives us a lay of, uh, lay of the land as far as time goes. But we are here. And we are here now. And we're here to take the next step forward as we continue our adventure through the scriptures. So we're reading from the Common English Bible this week. And from the Old Testament, we'll read 2 Chronicles chapter 29 today. And the story of King Hezekiah. Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old, and he ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah. She was Zechariah's daughter. He did what was right in the Lord's eyes, just as his ancestor David had done. In the very first year of his rule, during the first month, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the Lord's temple, having repaired them. Then he brought in the priests and Levites and assembled them in the eastern square. Listen to me, you Levites, he said. Make yourselves holy so you can make holy the temple of the Lord God of your ancestors by removing from the sanctuary any impure thing. Our ancestors were unfaithful and did what was evil in the Lord our God's eyes. They abandoned him. They ignored the Lord's dwelling, and they defied him. They even closed the doors of the entrance hall, snuffed out the lamps, and stopped burning incense and offering entirely burned offerings in the sanctuary of the God of Israel. This angered the Lord so much that he made Judah and Jerusalem an object of terror and horror, something people hiss at, as you can see with your own eyes. That's why our ancestors died violent deaths, while our sons, daughters, and wives were taken captive. But now I intend to make a covenant with the Lord, Israel's God, so God will no longer be angry with us. Don't be careless, my sons. The Lord has chosen you to stand in His presence to serve Him, so that you can be His servants and burn incense to Him. And the following Levites got up. From the descendants of the Kohathites, Maath, Amasai's son, and Joel, Azariah's son. From the descendants of Merari, Kish, Abdi's son, and Azariah, Jahalel's son. From the Gershonites, Joah, Zimah's son, and Eden, Joah's son. From the descendants of Elzaphan, Shimri, and Jewel, from the descendants of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah, from the descendants of Heman, Jehuel, and Shimei, and from the descendants of Jejuthun, Shemaiah, and Uziel. These men gathered their relatives, made themselves holy, and went in to purify the Lord's temple by obeying the king's command, as the Lord had told him. The priests went in to purify the inner portion of the Lord's temple. 
They brought out to the courtyard of the Lord's temple all the impurities they discovered inside. And the Levites took them out to the Kidron Valley. They began to make things holy on the first day of the first month. On the eighth day of the month, they reached the Lord's entrance hall. They made holy the Lord's temple for eight days, finishing on the sixteenth day of the first month. Then they went before King Hezekiah. We have purified the Lord's entire temple, they said, and the altar for the entirely burnt offerings together with all its equipment, and the table for the stacks of bread together with all its equipment. We have also restored and made holy all the items King Ahaz threw out during his rule in his unfaithfulness. They are now before the Lord's altar. Early the next morning, Hezekiah gathered the city leaders and went to the Lord's temple. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, and seven lambs, along with seven male goats, for a purification offering on behalf of the kingdom, the sanctuary, and Judah. Hezekiah ordered the priests, Aaron's sons, to offer them up on the Lord's altar. When they slaughtered the bulls, the priests took the blood and splashed it against the altar. Next, they slaughtered the rams and splashed their blood against the altar, and also slaughtered the lambs, splashing their blood against the altar as well. Finally, they brought the goats for the purification offering before the king and the assembly. After laying their hands on them, the priests slaughtered them and smeared the blood on the altar as a purification offering to take away the sin of all Israel because the king had specifically ordered that the entirely burnt sacrifice and the purification offering should be on behalf of all Israel. Hezekiah had the Levites stand in the Lord's temple with cymbals, harps, and zithers, just as the Lord had ordered through David, the king's seer Gad, and the prophet Nathan. While the Levites took their places holding David's instruments and the priests their trumpets, Hezekiah ordered the entirely burned offerings to be offered up on the altar. As they began to offer the entirely burned offering, the Lord's song also began, accompanied by the trumpets and the other instruments of Israel's King David. The whole congregation worshipped with singing choirs and blaring trumpets until the end of the entirely burned offering. After the entirely burned offering was complete, the king and all who were with him bowed down in worship. Then King Hezekiah and the leaders ordered the Levites to praise the Lord by using the words of David and the seer Asaph. They did so joyously, and they bowed down in worship too. Now that you have dedicated yourselves to the Lord, King Hezekiah told them, bring sacrificial thank offerings to the Lord's temple. So the assembly brought sacrificial thank offerings with some people volunteering to provide entirely burnt offerings. All in all, the congregation brought 70 bulls, a hundred rams and 200 lambs as entirely burnt offerings for the Lord, as well as 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep as holy offerings. 
Unfortunately, there weren't enough priests to skin all these entirely burnt offerings. So their relatives, the Levites, who had been more conscientious about preparing themselves than the priests, stepped in and helped them until the work was done or additional priests had made themselves holy. In addition to the wealth of entirely burnt offerings, there was the fat of the well-being sacrifices and drink offerings accompanying the entirely burnt offerings. In this way, the service of the Lord's temple was restored, and Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced at what God had done for them, since it had happened so quickly. Romans 14 Welcome the person who is weak in faith, but not in order to argue about differences of opinion. One person believes in eating everything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Those who eat must not look down on the ones who don't, and the ones who don't eat must not judge the ones who do, because God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servants? They stand or fall before their own Lord, and they will stand because the Lord has the power to make them stand. One person considers some days to be more sacred than others, while another person considers all days to be the same. Each person must have their own convictions. Someone who thinks that a day is sacred thinks that way for the Lord. Those who eat, eat for the Lord, because they thank God. And those who don't eat, don't eat for the Lord, and they thank the Lord too. We don't live for ourselves, and we don't die for ourselves. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to God. This is why Christ died and lived, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you look down on your brother or sister? We all will stand in front of the judgment seat of God, because it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. So stop judging each other. Instead, this is what you should decide. Never put a stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother or sister. I know, and I'm convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is wrong to eat in itself. But if someone thinks something is wrong to eat, it becomes wrong for that person. If your brother or sister is upset by your food, you are no longer walking in love. Don't let your food destroy someone for whom Christ died. And don't let something you consider to be good be criticized as wrong. 
God's kingdom isn't about eating food and drinking, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ this way pleases God and gets human approval. So let's strive for the things that bring peace and the things that build each other up. Don't destroy what God has done because of food. All food is acceptable, but it's a bad thing if it trips someone else. It's a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that trips your brother or sister. Keep the belief that you have to yourself. It's between you and God. People are blessed who don't convict themselves by the things they approve. But those who have doubts are convicted if they go ahead and eat because they aren't acting on the basis of faith. Everything that isn't based on faith is sin. Psalm 24 A Psalm of David The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants too. Because God is the one who established it on the seas, God set it firmly on the waters. Who can ascend the Lord's mountain? Who can stand in his holy sanctuary? Only the one with clean hands and a pure heart. The one who hasn't made false promises. The one who hasn't sworn dishonestly. That kind of person receives blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God who saves. And that's how things are with the generation that seeks him, that seeks the face of Jacob's God, Selah. Mighty gates, lift up your heads, Ancient doors rise up high so the glorious king can enter. Who is this glorious king? The Lord, strong and powerful. The Lord, powerful in battle. Mighty gates, lift up your heads. Ancient doors rise up high so the glorious king can enter. Who is this glorious king? The Lord of heavenly forces. He is the glorious king. Selah. Proverbs 20, 12. Ears to hear and eyes to see. The Lord made them both. Okay, Romans 14. Uh, oh, it packs a pretty good punch uh, because it kind of flies in the face of some of our assumptions and it also shows us uh, the, the things that we usually think or kind of think or suspect. These were things that were going on a long time ago. They run the entire length of time that the church has been in existence. So, as believers, 
we'll hear phrases like uh, unity in the body. We need unity in the body. We'll even pray for unity in the body. And we tend to think that if and when everybody who believes in Jesus finally could get on the same page uh, and then we all become like-minded, then we will have unity. And then, then the power of God could be unleashed upon the earth and his kingdom could be revealed. Uh, but the problem is we're probably not describing unity when we think of this. We're probably describing uniformity. And that's a different thing. So the idea that in the body of Christ, among the human race, we can find unity uh, in uniformity actually works against unity because it segregates us into these theological camps where we're going to battle each other over who gets to dominate and control the truth, who gets to be in, who gets to be out, and, uh, and, and how our expressions should be expressed in worship and so on and so forth. And so Paul begins today, welcome the person who is weak in faith, but not in order to argue about differences of opinion. And then he, he gave some examples from that particular time about what was going on. Like the, the, the first was about foods that could be eaten or foods that should not be eaten. And then the second was about which days were to be the holy days. And I mean, this ended up in Paul's letter to the Romans, which eventually ended up in the New Testament of the Bible that we place our faith in. So these were actual issues that he wasn't just making up. These issues had become such issues that they were dividing people or he wouldn't have mentioned them and he wouldn't have spoken so, so forcefully about it. So if you look at the heart of the matter, then we can see that this, this kind of stuff's always been going on. It's still going on now. We, we still are participating in this same kind of division. And so Paul addresses the posture in a, in a way that kind of blows it all up and forces us to face that we have a tendency to judge each other very severely usually because we think we've got it right and everybody needs to get on board with the way we're seeing things so that we can have unity. And so Paul steps into the fray and speaks very directly. Who are you to judge someone else's servants? They stand or fall before their own Lord and they will stand because the Lord has the power to make them stand. Paul's kind of basically saying, like, you can be as judgmental as you like, but it's illegitimate judgment. There is only one legitimate judge. And we're wasting our time trying to take his authority so that we get to be right. And instead, we should be keeping our eyes on our own lives and be led by the Holy Spirit about what we can and cannot do and how we should live. And, and we each have a different story to tell. And we each have different strengths and weaknesses. And we each come from different backgrounds. So uniformity isn't going to bring us into unity by force. And believe me, friends, we have tried that in our church history. And it didn't work. So Paul says... Why do you judge your brother or sister? Why do you look down on your brother or sister? We all will stand in front of the judgment seat of God. 
So stop judging each other. Instead, this is what you should decide. Never put a stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother or sister. So I'm just reading this out of the Bible. Like, If you're like, oh, you're off on the deep end here, then just go read Romans 14. Like, we just read this. This is what it says. But more importantly is what it means. Because if we would actually take the advice of the Apostle Paul from the New Testament of the Bible, we're actually being given freedom. Freedom to walk with God personally. And that God will give our journey guidance. That God will give us grace and dignity. We don't have to be defined by what somebody else thinks. We are given permission to be who we are as we're being transformed by the one legitimate judge. But frankly, all that freedom uh, can be taken to the other extreme where, where we just cultivate pride. Like, I get to do whatever I want and I don't care what you think. Paul's not saying that. He's showing both sides of the equation here. He's saying that our freedoms are our freedoms and they are between us and God, but they cannot be used to cause someone else to stumble on their journey. So he says it like this because he's speaking directly to those issues. It's a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that trips your brother or sister. Keep the belief that you have to yourself. It's between you and God. People are blessed who don't convict themselves by the things they approve. But those who have doubts are convicted if they go ahead and eat because they aren't acting on the basis of faith. Everything that isn't based on faith is sin. So, we all have a story to tell. And each of our stories are different stories. If we were all to be telling a uniform story, we would be, have all been created to look exactly the same and have exactly the same thoughts. We're going to stand before God as individuals. But there's no way that, that, that we can ignore that our lives impact others. So, unity is not going to come when we all become clones uh, the body of Christ is as diverse as the human race. Unity will come when we agree on the essentials of our faith and, uh, and when we offer grace freely like a cool cup of water. Or as Paul puts it, God's kingdom isn't about eating food and drinking, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ this way pleases God and gets human approval. So Father, once again, we're confronted with uh, the fact that we're pretty judgy. Uh, we're, we're continually judging. We're continually making judgments about other people, about ourselves, about everything around us but we've overstepped our bounds when we begin to judge another's heart and motives.
and story and posture. That is not in our realm. That is in yours. And the truth is, we need you to judge us mercifully because we have no hope otherwise. And you've said you would, but for some reason we seem to be unwilling to extend that to anyone else but ourselves. Help us to understand that as you judge us mercifully, you are judging everyone else mercifully as well. And they are in their story, and we are in our story. And if we would keep our eyes on you, then we would see that we are holding in common, in perfect unity, what is true. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Come Holy Spirit, help us to experience this as the freedom that it is. We don't have to walk around in fear trying to fight everybody so that we can find out what we believe. We believe that we have called upon your name and that you have rescued us and that you are transforming us and that this journey of life that we are on together is an adventure of getting to know you. And we can't get to know you when our eyes are on everyone else's life. Come, Holy Spirit, help us walk in freedom today. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is, uh, is home base. It is indeed where you find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible shop lives there. Um... The prayer wall lives there. All of the different links to places on social media can be found there. So uh, be sure to check it out. Stay tuned. I've been uh, telling you about the family reunion uh, that we're having this year. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much because uh, we kind of come slowing down the events for uh, next year. And so we won't be doing this next year. So looking forward to it very much this year getting to see your faces and shake your hands and and hug your necks and and just watch uh watch so many make connections with each other like we've known each other by voice nice to uh nice to shake each other's hands and look into each other's eyes for a minute so that's uh that's something that i'm looking forward to i hope you can come all of the details about the family reunion are at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. And uh, if you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, that's just pressing the drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner. That'll get you to the initiatives section there. So check it out. Hopefully you can come over Labor Day weekend this year. Man, that is, I mean, like a month from today. Because... <laughs> uh, August 31st is when it begins and this is July 31st so we are one month away from the family reunion and I hope to see you there if you want to partner with the daily audio bible as we uh, navigate through the summer months I can't thank you 
enough humble, heartfelt, deep gratitude uh, for your partnership. As I've said uh, many, many times over the years, what, what we've done, we've done together. And uh, that's been the story. So thank you for your partnership. There's a link on the homepage. If you are using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I am Brian, and I love you, and I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, my name is Ben, and uh, God has been putting something on my heart for a while, uh, been putting it on my heart to reach out to the DAB community for a while to ask for prayer, and uh, frankly, it's a challenging prayer to ask for. Um, in October of last year, my marriage ended in divorce, and uh, it was very messy, uh, not amicable, lots of, uh, you know, fighting um, over things. And, but he, he's put it in my heart to ask for prayer for the restoration of my marriage and of my family. I've, you know, I've got children, and so um, if they could have a whole family and a healthy, uh, you know, healthy marriage, then that would be, uh, I think, I think a good thing for them and uh, a story of God's, you know, rest- restorative powers. So I'm just asking that you would pray um, that God's will be done. I, I honestly don't know what his will is in this situation, uh, but I did feel led to call in and ask for prayer. So thank you. Uh, I love you all. I pray for you. And uh, Brian, I really, really appreciate you uh, reading the scriptures every day. It's been a, a really important part of my journey over the last couple of years. Take care. Hi, DAB family. This is Kathleen, Mount Zion, Illinois. Um, I just heard the prayers on uh, July 25th, and um, I just wanted to, I, I pray for everyone as I'm, as I'm listening. I am praying, and, but Annette, when you called in, it's, you've been such a, a pillar in this um, community, and to hear you, um, your heart broken like that just breaks my heart. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I am particularly praying for your uh, granddaughter and um, that they can get to the bottom of this. And I just, um, I just pray for God's healing of her. And um, just, in, just, just want you to know we're all lifting you up. Just think about it. thousands and thousands lifting up this little girl. Um, okay. I love you and uh, love you all. Uh, Daily Audio Bible. You have a, a terrific, terrific week. Bye.
Hello, Daily Audio Bible. This is Nathan from Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, uh, Allison. Annette Allison. We're reaching out to you. Uh, you've reached out to us so many times with your cheerful, giggly little responses. And so today's a little bit more serious. I want to pray for your six-year-old granddaughter. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for, for the blessing of life, for the blessing of health. Uh, even when we don't have you there, that somehow we find the blessing. We just ask that you heal the the six-year-old little body and that whatever the doctors are discovering, that they're able to correct it, they're able to provide some insight and help into this. Thank you so much for everything that you do provide for us. In your name we solidly pray. Amen. Hello, DAB family. Today is uh, July 25th, and I just listened to the DAB program for July 19th. So anyways, uh, in the prayer portion, Dimitri comes on and confesses that he is uh, on a path of self-destruction, about to walk through some fire. Despite this, he calls in not to ask for prayer for himself, but to ask for prayer and protection for his children, Alexander, Sean, Alana, Christina, Liam, and John. Now, Dimitri, I'm a middle-aged white woman, and I have about your world and the mess you've gotten yourself into. But in the few years that I've been listening to this podcast, I have certainly come to know God a bit better, and I've come to know this family as well. So I'm going to make an educated guess and state with near certainty that the second your voice hit the airwaves on July 19th, that you had at the very least about 100 people praying for you that day and maybe ongoing. That's right, I said praying for you, Dimitri, even though you might think that you're beyond prayer and help. Don't worry, brother, we haven't forgotten your children, and I can assure you that neither has God. God has neither forgotten you nor your children. You see, Dimitri, the kind of God that we serve is the kind of God that Brian has been teaching us about God's Word every single day in this podcast. And in the commentary that day, Brian said something like this, Okay, so in the book of Romans, Paul writes, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. Then Brian goes on to remind us of Paul's message, which tells us, are you listening, Dimitri? It tells us that our relationship with God was restored while we were still his enemies. I hope that you are getting this, Dimitri, because these words are for you, and they are for me, and they are for everyone who feels or who has ever felt that they are beyond God's reach and salvation. Hi family, it's Mary from the UK. Uh, It's a long time since I called, but I wanted to give you a praise report. Um, I rang a while ago about a colleague who um, had two sons. Uh, One uh, had uh, cancer in his bones, sarcoma, uh, which had spread in his body. Um, Praise be, he's uh, responded well to treatment. Um, He's been able to carry on his studies. the Lord knows how long he's got, but I want to give thanks for the fact that he's uh, improving. Um, his other brother died tragically in an accident. Um, my colleague is, is gradually uh, being able to, to think about returning to work, so please uh, pray for her. My main reason for calling uh, today, colleagues, is uh, about, a, a, colleague, uh, about a, a member of our church family. Um, she has very, very severe anxiety, hasn't been able to work since uh, last autumn because of this, um, and is just going through a really bad phase of feeling she's lost her faith, 
feeling she's lost her purpose. Uh, so please, Lord, uh, we just bring this uh, woman before you and ask for uh, all the family of the DAB to uh, just bring her before your throne, asking that she may be healed of this difficult, difficult anxiety um, and may be restored to us in body, mind and spirit. Thank you, family, for your prayers. Just so amazing that this family exists and carries on upholding one to another. Bless you all. Hello, this is Nancy. I'm in Oregon. I've been listening to the Daily Audio Bible for since March, and I'm getting caught up on back issues. Tonight, I'm asking for some prayer for my daughter. She's kind of has a crisis in her life. She's having a mental issue. And I think there's some drugs involved. The police came and arrested her, hopefully, in the town where she lives. And hopefully she'll be able to detox. She's safe. She had been cutting herself. She lost a daughter years ago by a hit and run driver and I don't think she ever really recovered from that. She ever dealt with that. I I know she's in a safe place right now and the Lord's really close to her. She loves the Lord but she's come so far from him. I can't help her, can't reach out. It's been an exhausting day so at this point I'm just going to reach the end of my rope and tie a knot on it. Matthew, my new family, to lift up Kelly in prayer. Thank you so much. Thank you for this format. God bless you. <laughs> 